Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Train, Eat, Repeat podcast. So glad that you're here with me this week. And again, if you guys want to get connected, you want more from this podcast, there are two things you can do. Either you can follow me on Facebook. It's just my name, Tyler, and then my last name, F as in Frank, A-R-R-A-N-T, Tyler Ferrant. Or you can find me on Instagram, at fit underscore, and my last name, F-A-R-R-A-N-T, at fit underscore Ferrant. Connect with me on either of those mediums. I post content almost daily, so if you're looking for more content or more information or more education, it's one of the best places to go. What I also encourage you to do is tell your family and friends about this podcast and have them write a review and or give me feedback on what you guys want to hear about. Uh, The more we get this podcast spread out to the masses, the more topics we can cover, and the more people we can get on this podcast to talk about relevant topics that you guys want to hear. So what are we talking about today? So last week talked a lot about affirmations and how those play a role in manifesting the destiny that you want or your dreams that you want to see come true. And today, we're going to sort of piggyback off of that a little bit. More recently, I've been talking a lot on my social platforms about sustainability and why in our fitness, in our nutrition, and in our mindfulness practices, that is what we should strive for. And the reason is simple, is that if you are able to sustain a certain practice, or if you're able to sustain a certain fitness level, you continuously see results versus taking this roller coaster ride where you're good one week and you're back down the other, or you're good for six months and then you're right back to where you were. Let's stop this yo-yoing and let's find sustainability. So before we jump into, you know, how do we attack the things that are unsustainable when it comes to nutrition? Uh, exercise and mindfulness is we have to know what sustainability means. So sustainability, and again, I just looked this up in a thesaurus, so you could do the same thing, but words that are synonymous with sustainability, consistency, behavioral, habits, natural, lifestyle, feasible, livable, supportable. Now, if all those words don't sound appeasing or sound positive to you, then I don't know what is. Now, what's unsustainable mean? Unbearable, intolerable, brief, fleeting, unjustifiable, and unrealistic. So think about those two different dichotomies, the difference between sustainability and unsustainability. And I would argue that the majority of us, more times than not, when it comes to health and wellness, we find ourselves on that unsustainable side. We set out on a, on a journey, we get a month into it, two weeks into it, a year into it, and we're still coming back right to where we were when we first started. And so my goal is sort of to identify the top three that I see consistently unsustainable practices among exercise, nutrition, and mindfulness, and what we can do to transition that from unsustainable to sustainable. So let's start with training, for instance. The first thing that I always see from an unsustainable standpoint is burnout. I see individuals that are doing exercises that are way too intense, there's not enough recovery, and the program doesn't fulfill the desired outcome. So then what ends up happening is they quit 
or they get injured or they decide that this isn't for them and that 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 because this exercise or this program didn't work that there's no other program that'll work for them and that couldn't be further from the truth and how do we get make this sustainable well first of all it's asking yourself what you're looking to accomplish and then it's finding the right resources or the right coach to help guide you in those practices remember that this is a lifelong journey. This is not a sprint, it's a marathon. And so part of that burnout phase is also the expectation that you're going to reach your results faster than what's actually reality. You know, and and that's probably the second thing I see is people training with a date or an event in mind. Now, there this there is a little bit of a gray area here because I do think it's important to set out goals in terms of a date. But so if like for instance, if somebody came to me and they're like, I'm getting married in three months and I want to look my absolute best, well, you have every right. To, to look your best at your wedding, right? For various reasons. But what I would say about that, and this is where the gray area comes in, where it can become unsustainable, is you kill yourself for three months, not really learning the habits, not really learning new behaviors. You go outside of your comfort zone for a very brief moment. And then you know what ends up happening is that you end up hating the process, You love the result, you hate the process, right? And that's not what we want. We want you to enjoy that process as you go. Because then what will happen is that when you're done with your wedding, it's all over, you have less of a chance of reverting back to your old habits. And that's what I'm trying to accomplish, is try to make it so that it becomes, again, more of a lifestyle. It's feasible, it's livable, it's natural to you. It's not something that you feel like you have to work for. The third thing I see when it comes to training and it being unsustainable is boredom. You're doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result, which, by the way, is the definition of insanity. So I'm not calling you insane. I'm just saying that if you do the same thing over and over again, that's the definition of insanity. And so how do we fight this? Again, it goes back to making sure that we have the right information in front of us. You can make exercise fun. Exercise doesn't happen have to happen in a gym. It doesn't have to happen with weights, right? We can make exercise whatever we want it to be. And that's why you see so many offerings out there uh, on YouTube and different coaches and different gyms and different philosophies. But does it work for you? Is it going to get you to your goal? And goes back to my first point of, does that program fulfill your desired outcome out of it? And hopefully the desired outcome is that you find a process that is sustainable. Because after all, that should be the goal because then you don't have to work for it. Or more so, let me rephrase that. You still are working for it, but it's a process that you enjoy. It's an anchor in your day. It's something that you look forward to and something that you don't mind repeating over and over again because you know how it makes you feel and you love the results that come from it. So those are like the top three that I see when it comes to training, going from an unsustainable model to a sustainable model. But what about nutrition? Because I see a lot of the same problems when it comes to an unsustainable model and nutrition. So first thing is, is a detox. Holy smokes, does that word have an an almost unsustainable uh, connotation to it in itself? And the reason why is that a detox teaches you to go to take everything you've been doing for, let's say, like 
5, 10, 15 years even. All your habits around eating, your feelings about food, um, how food makes you feel, the emotion that it elicits, and throws that completely out the window and says, nope, tomorrow you're going to be taking a million pills, or you're going to be doing all this juicing, or we're going to eliminate all of these foods that you absolutely enjoy and have to learn tomorrow or in a week how to eat differently. Now, the ones that work are the ones that preach habit forming, right? They have a process after that. But the overwhelming majority of detoxes on the market don't do that. You do a juice cleanse, you do uh, an elimination diet for 14 days, all to you know start feeling better but then what happens? You end up craving what you what you took away for 14 days and you go right back to where you started. So what is a better way or more sustainable way than a detox? Well, first, identifying opportunities in your diet and working on one to two habits at a time. So this works because if we can identify just one or two things and work on those one or two things and not worry about anything else on the plate, no pun intended, we have more of an opportunity to make those more of a lifestyle, to make that more natural, to see how we feel when we conquer those two habits. And then what we do is we add on another couple of habits to work on and another couple of habits to work on. That's sustainable. And it's something that isn't as jarring as taking everything away that you've been doing forever. And so your opportunities could simply mean that I don't drink enough water. I know I need to get more vegetables. I know I need to eat more protein. We're not talking about rocket science here, okay? Don't overcomplicate the situation. But identifying those opportunities and working on one to two habits at a time is much more sustainable than trying to rewrite the book, throw everything out of your cupboards, and, re- and start over again. The second thing I see is these cold turkey approaches, and it sort of ties into that first part in terms of detox, but telling yourself, you are going to change everything tomorrow, and I can't have this, and I can't have that, and the problem with that is that it has a negative mindset, so what we need to do instead is reframe why are you are making the change in a positive way. So a really good example of this, and I've seen it before, and I've actually, before I learned how to reframe things in a positive manner, I would do this too. So I would have somebody come up to me at a party and they say, hey, Tyler, you know, how you doing? Um, here's, a, here's a beer. And I would say, oh, I'm actually not drinking right now. I gave it up for, for this uh, reason, or I, I'm not doing it for the next 21 days. And already, that is a negative mindset. I can't have that. You know, I, I I just, I'm doing this challenge and I can't have it and I'll be a failure if I don't. At least that's what you're thinking. Maybe you're not saying it to that person right in front of you, but I guarantee you at some point or another, that negative mindset came in versus, hey, Tyler, uh, have a beer, man. Welcome over. Oh, you know what? I'm good right now. Thank you. I think I'm just going to grab a water. See the difference between those two things. I didn't offer up that I was doing a 21-day challenge or that I had given it up for a specific reason because that's negative. Me saying, yeah, I'm good. Thank you, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go grab a water. 
So there's a, a good way to go about doing something that is like cold turkey approaches if that works for you, which I don't advocate. Again, I think the habit piece is, is more important than saying, I'm just going to give this up, right? But if you're going to give something up, you have to reframe it in a positive mindset. The words don't and can't should not be in your vocabulary when you're trying that approach. The third thing I see around nutrition is turning down food and experiences because you fear falling off track. This is an awful way to go about trying to attack your nutritional goals. You need to live your life and part of living your life is enjoying the things that you love. Talk to any client that I've ever taught. I've never told them they can't go to a barbecue. I've never told them they can't go out on the boat on a Saturday night with their friends. I've never told them not to occasionally indulge in what they want off of a menu at a restaurant. It's about balance. And if the nutrition plan that you're on forces you to miss out on those events, then is it really worth it in the end? Because there's no way you're going to give up all of your... Uh, Saturday night plans. You're not going to give up going out to restaurants because that's part of the, it's not just the food that you're going for, but it's the experience that you have. And part of feeding your body is feeding your mind, your emotional state, right? So my big thing is, is plan out when you're going to let go and then do it without shame, without the fear of, of getting judged and the fear of, you know, oh my gosh, if I, if I, if I go out tonight, I'm, I'm going to be four steps back versus two steps forward. And that's just not the way it works. Now, what I will say is that if you do go out to a restaurant and, you're, and you don't have those habits in place that you've been working on, inevitably you will fall off track and it's going to be really hard for you to get back on. But what I highly encourage, and again, it's something that's natural, it's livable, it's something you can repeat, is that plan out when you're going to let go and then do it without the fear of falling off track and without shame, again, keeping that positive mindset. And what a perfect transition, I didn't mean to do that, but in terms of mindfulness, the number one of the things that I see when it comes to an unsustainable mindfulness practice is relying on motivation to carry you day in and day out. Motivation, first of all, you can't self-motivate somebody. Highly believe in that. It has to come from the individual. It has to come from you. But motivation is fleeting. You'll notice that motivation comes and goes. You'll wake up one day and you'll feel really motivated to go for that run. Or you'll wake up and, and you'll have a great day of eating because you want to fuel your body. The problem is, is that we have these things called stressors in our lives that want to push us. And we have these negative thoughts that want to push us away from, from doing what we're supposed to be doing. And we give ourselves, we negotiate with ourselves that we should not listen to our positive mindset. We negotiate with ourselves that maybe we shouldn't go on a run or maybe we should indulge a little bit and enjoy that pizza, even if it's not our day to to go out and enjoy something, right? So how do we what do we do instead? What is sustainable? We build a strong, resilient mindset that will lead towards determination. Determination will never be fleeting. But determination is doing something when you know or feel like you don't want to do it. And so, you know, you ask yourself, why am I doing this and how is it going to make me feel? That's how you build a resilient determination 
So that way you know that you're going to be able to stay on track even if you don't feel motivated. So the big thing here is don't rely on motivation. It's fleeting. It's it's short term. It's unrealistic. It's all those things that make that that are synonymous with the word unsustainable. The second thing I see is you beat yourself up to try and self-motivate yourself. I've done this before and it does not work. You tell yourself, you look in the mirror and you say, I'm fat. I need I need to get back on track. I need to gain more muscle mass. I can't believe I didn't lift that heavy in the gym. I can't believe I'm letting my family down by not installing these good healthy eating habits. What is wrong with all those statements I just said? And if you were on the other end across from me right now, you would say, well, Tyler, that sounds really negative. Of course it does because it is negative. And that's what you need to do is always staying in the present and the positive. That doesn't mean that you don't get to feel sad. That doesn't mean that you get to feel down on yourself. But trying to, again, reframe your mindset to always stay in the present and the positive. Because what we know, and if you listen to last week's podcast and turn it, when we were talking about affirmations, your brain only knows the present and it only responds to the positive. When you're trying to reshape your mind, your subconscious mind, your fears, your doubts, your self-limiting thoughts that you have for yourself, is that you have to stay in the present and you have to stay positive. And if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, I give you tips on how to build this resilient mindset. The third thing I see is living with the mindset that you need to get everything done today. Our society shapes us to think this way. No pain, no gain. Work work now, play later, right? That is not the mindset that you need to have because guess what? You can only work so much. And if you go to bed every night unsatisfied with what you had accomplished that day, not patting yourself on the back, which I highly encourage, you're setting yourself up for this detrimental mindset of it's never enough. You've never put enough work in. You've never done everything that you could to get to where you want to be. And that's just not true. One of the quotes I live by, which helps me reframe this mindset, is let whatever you do today be enough. Work hard. Don't get me wrong, right? That's why I I sign off this podcast with work your ass off. You do have to work your ass off if you want to see results in anything in life, business, health, relationships, but have the mindset that you're going to work hard, but then you're also going to shut down the engines because you burn that candle at both ends for a very long time, you are not going to last long. So let whatever you do today be enough. And that's how you can reshape that mindset going through that process and ultimately how you're going to be able to, again, have a more sustainable mindset versus an unsustainable mindset. All of these things are important, guys. I preach sustainability in my programs and why I wanted to bring it to you today on this podcast. I would love to hear your comments, your thoughts. How are you keeping things sustainable in your own life? And if you need help with sustainability around any of these, connect with me. Again, on Facebook, Instagram, I do this coaching so that I can help build that sustainably sustainable process for you. So that's it, guys. Make sure you leave a review on uh, iTunes or on Spotify, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Until then, be kind. 
be humble and work your ass off. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferrant or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.